and welcome or welcome back to the Our Flag Means What Again podcast, where I explain, analyze, and critique HBO Max's hit show, Our Flag Means Death, created by David Jenkins. My name is Courtney, and in this episode, I'll be discussing the second episode of season two, titled Red Flags, aka where shit goes so south they end up in Florida. So this episode opens up with the beautiful sky. It was a really smart choice for them to film on location in New Zealand. I don't know if that's actually there, like if they were actually outside outside or if that's like some not the green screen the other thing you know the thing that's like the screen the new thing that they use in the mandalorian i don't know if it was that or if they were actually outside if they were actually outside wow that sky is beautiful anyway we zoom in on steed up at night thinking of ed obviously we get another montage yay no wait no this one isn't the montage we get that scene from steed's perspective of season one episode five the boat party after they got back on the ship and he found the red silk and he tucked it into his coat pocket. What the fuck is that called? I'm just gonna stick with coat pocket. You know what I mean? He folded the silk and he's like, you wear fine things well. And we see that from Steve's perspective and we don't get that little, you know, gasp that Ed does because Steve probably wasn't thinking that was meant for him. But we do get the look of like sparkling eyes from Ed. So he did see that, but I don't think he picked up on it at the time, but now he does, so yay. And of course, they have to try to make me even sadder. They cut to Ed looking depressed and sad in his room. I don't think it's in the auxiliary wardrobe. I think that's outside. And he's just been like sleeping on the floor. Anyway, the needle drop of Run From Me. I just want to talk. Who's the music advisor, supervisor person again? Maggie Phillips? Mm, You did that one thing. You did that. And you ate that. But it hurt. Because this poor man... He looks so sad. He looks like he's been crying for a while, obviously. He's playing with the little cake toppers, the one that looks like Steed and the one he drew to look like him. Very, very sad. I want to talk to whoever decided to have Ed on screen as the lyrics, run my good wife, are being sung. Like, why would you do that? Why did you do that to me? Like, they ate that, but why would you do that? I understand why, but it still hurt, you know? Was it David Jenkins? If it was, why would you do that? Anyway, eventually... He gets up and pushes the two cake toppers into the water because he's like standing out the window looking at them. He's all like sad. looks like he's about to cry. And then he pushes his cake topper after the steed cake topper, which is like romantic and sad. Like, okay, very sad. He's playing Sims with these cake toppers. He killed the steed cake topper and then he pushes his cake topper into the water. So they're together in death. I don't know whatever shit he's on. Like, I would say stand up, but I know he's not going to, and I'm not going to do too much on him because Steed is acting the same way, if not worse. No, they're equally bad. But yeah, then he looks into the water looking all sad and shit. Taika, actor of the year. He acting down in these scenes. He's carrying a lot of these three episodes. I'm so sorry. Sorry to everyone else, but I don't know. Step your pussies up. I don't know. Back on the red flag ship where the crew is now, they get woken up by a bell, and Steed, of course, is not having it. He's very annoyed but being very passive-aggressive, bitchy in the steed way that he is. I love him now, though, so I'm not even gonna hate. Buttons is eating all this up because, you know, he's finally back on the ocean. He connects with the ocean. He's weirdly connected to it. And Zhang Yisao, she's like, not, it's not giving cultish. It's giving, maybe it's just, you know, a uniformed, like she has her shit in order. You know what I mean? Maybe everyone else needs to get on her level because all of her crew respects her they're not afraid of her someone said that she's the perfect balance of ed and steve like you know the positive environment but also strict and no one fucks with her wow we love that 
But she's like, oh, did you all sleep well? And they're like, yes, queen. And she's like, oh, this sea is so restorative, isn't it? And Buttons, his weird ass. He can never be normal. I love him, though. He's like, yes, queen. I've always said so. I... <laughs> and she's like, oh, that guy knows. Girl, please. The writer's deeply unserious, but keep going. We get a look from Auntie during like when Buttons is screaming about the sea because spoiler alert that's not really a spoiler alert like if you're listening to this you probably saw the episodes anyway we find out later on in this episode that Buttons is a sea witch who's surprised raise your hand no one good for him though I love that for him anyway she tells her crew to greet their new guests slash members of the ship and they all do Steed is so unserious while he's greeting them he's like oh is that every morning the bell like can you be serious real quick um she tells them later on that they're the only not the only men but she doesn't really like men on the ship because they're very and she's like trying to find the nice words but you know she's gonna say weak but <laughs> Oluwande good man good good man he's like tender brooch I love him he's like oh yeah we're tender as hell <laughs> but she's like no soft but she tells them that they have another man on the ship and that's when we see Lucius and he comes in, he's like, what's new, queen? Ah! When I tell you I screamed in their group hug and all of them falling on each other and stuff. Real families are back. Like, wow. Also, I predicted that Lucius would be coming in episode two. Like, go check my Twitter. I literally said episode two would seem like a great time for him to come in. I'm kind of a prophet. The title cards. Oh my gosh. I love the title card in this one. It's the layout that they have in her office. It's like a map where they have ships all around. I think that's ships they've already gotten or ships they're trying to get. I think it's both. Like the ones with the blue flags are ships that they haven't gotten yet and are about to raid and the ones with the red flags are the ones that are under their control. Pete and Lucius are so adorable. Like them just sitting next to each other looking in each other's eyes, holding hands. It's very much like I got parallel vibes from the scene in season one where Lucius loses his finger in episode 6, The Art of Fuckery. And Peter's like, oh my god, I was so scared I lost you. And he tells him he whittled a finger for him. And he was worried about losing him. And he's self-conscious about the finger. But then Lucius kisses him and tells him he loves it. And now this season, in this episode, Pete is like, oh my god, I love your beard. And Lucius was like, oh, I was worried you'd hate it. And Pete's like, no, I love you. I love everything about it. Ugh! Real romance is back. I love it. Steed wants to be Nancy Drew so bad. But I understand why, though, because how did Lucius get here? You know, he wants questions answered, but no one likes giving this man a straight answer. He's like, how the hell did you get here? Like, what happened? And we get a flashback to Ed being so strong and pushing Lucius overboard one-handed. Wow. I'm sorry, that was very dramatic for Lucius. But he was hot. What do you want me to say? You want me to lie? I'm not going to do that. But Lucius just tells him that he tripped. Pete is such a good boyfriend. He's like, that doesn't sound like you, babe. You have impeccable balance. Like, wow. Get you a man like Pete. Auntie comes and tells them their jobs. Steed's still being a bitch. He's like, towels? What are these, jobs? And he's like, Lucius, I'm overqualified for towels. Like, please read the room, my good sir. Auntie goes to Buttons and she's like, she knows what he is and tells him to meet her above because she thinks he's a demon slash sea witch, which I would not put past him. We cut to my favorite scenes, the ones with Ed. Obviously, if you can't tell I'm an Ed girly, number one apologist. Next to Steed, we tied. Um... One thing about Ed this season, he's going to be strange enough putting in Scare the Hose. I don't care, though, because I'm into it. Tell me why Frenchie is coming in to talk to him. He's looking for him. 
why the hell was this man in the corner over there just standing and smiling like were you trying to scare him i know that one article said he's like playing psychological mind games with them and shit i'm like was he just waiting there the whole time waiting for frenchie to get there to like surprise him or something or like what's going on babe you're being weird can we like be normal someone on twitter though they pointed out that he has like a rag in his hand they're like oh he's cleaning the door i'm like why the hell would he be cleaning the door I thought that he had like just left the closet because that looks like a closet that you open. Maybe that's Steed's other closet. You know, the one that's not the auxiliary wardrobe. Maybe that's that. Or it's something entirely different, like not a closet for clothes. Girl, that's a wardrobe. Why didn't I just say that? Anyway, um, maybe it's not that. Maybe he was like cleaning up the bottles inside wherever that is or whatever. I don't know. But he was standing there and scared the hell out of Frenchie. Scared the hell out of me too. Why were you standing there? Very hot though. Of course, he sees nothing wrong with what he's doing. He's like, oh, hey, Frenchie. And Frenchie's like, oh, hi. Taika is just amazing at the subtle movements. Like, Ed's creepy-ass smile that's, like, not really different from his regular smile. But you can see something there. Like, there's a menacing undertone to it. Like, he's really acting down this season. He said, this might be the last season, so guess what? I'm giving you the performance of a lifetime. And he did and does every episode. Frenchie, of course, poor baby, does not want to get killed. He's like, oh, you're looking better. And he's like, oh, I'm feeling great. I feel like a million bucks. And he's like, that's when we get the scene, the clip that came out where he's like, yeah, I had a rough night last night. And they cut to him crying on the floor. Oh, my God. Someone hug him. Get him some therapy. Zoloft or Lexapro. Either one. Get him on antidepressants now. Anyway, he's like, yeah, but I feel great now because I got all the poison out of my system. Him counting Izzy as one of the poisons in his system just like the substances? A lot of people won't get it. I got it, though. I got it on the first watch. I said, okay, Izzy's one of the poisons. And is, because he says no more booze, no more drugs, and more importantly, no more Izzy. Good for you, King. Good for you. And that's when we find out that he asked Frenchie to kill Izzy because the new first mate has to kill the former first mate. He's like, that's just how shit goes. Something, something, you know traditionally piracy is a culture of abuse all that blah 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 are there parallels there or am i just putting parallels anywhere i don't know maybe yes and no but i'm gonna go with it but the real parallels of ed cleaning his room in this episode and episode 10 of season one that's real that's definitely real because him cleaning his room and getting his act together in season one episode 10 he was actually like feeling better and starting to use healthy coping mechanisms, you know, before Izzy told him to kill himself because he was gay and that he should have killed him and threatened to kill him. Um, versus this episode, season two, episode two, him cleaning his room and looking better and getting his act together because he's planning his suicide. Um, quite tragic, unfortunately, but I clocked that. Like, I'm not being like I'm better than all of you, but I'm just saying I clocked that. I'm like, ooh. He's getting ready to kick the bucket. He's getting all his affairs in order. There we go. That's the better way to say it. Also, not to call y'all dumb for saying, how did you not notice? But to me, the reason it was obvious was because the way he was talking to Frenchie, even though he knew Frenchie was lying to him about killing Izzy, like, he was so calm about it. You could be like, oh, it's because, you know, there's no need to get all upset and blah, blah, blah. He's playing mind games with him. I think he was calm because he doesn't give a fuck anymore. Not like doesn't give a fuck, but it's like a weird knowing that everything's going to be okay that he has. Or more accurately, like it's not going to be a problem anymore because he's going to be dead soon. So, you know, he's not going to let it stress him out too much because it'll resolve itself. 
where he'll resolve it. The way he gives Frenchie the stuff and walks him to the door and is like, yo, I'm trusting you to do all this shit. I'm trusting you as my new first mate, so don't let me down. I believe in you. Frenchie is obviously shit at lying. He's freaking out and anyone can tell that he's lying. But Ed is just calmly nodding his head and blinking. Oh God, Taika is so fine in this scene. It's the claw clip. It's gotta be the claw clip. Like it's doing him wonders. Thank you to hair team, like hair and costuming, hair and makeup. It's hair and makeup. Hair and makeup, you ate that. With the claw clip mm, and the slut strands and the little eyeliner. Mm-hmm. Yep, they did that for me, actually. Ed watches him leave and tells him, yo, don't let me down. I'm counting on you, which obviously he knows what's going on. He's going to follow this man around the ship. He is so scary. I say that with love. We go to the scene of, is he about to get his leg cut off? Why are you guys saving this man? I don't know. They want that redemption arc so bad. Like, I don't know, right better? Or maybe give me a reason you know it's just not i feel like i'm being gaslit like i watched episode 10 literally episode 2 through 10 that man has been nothing but nasty but now he has a change of heart we're not gonna explain why just supposed to be like oh yeah okay mm, negative i don't think so anyway jim and archie are trying to cut off his leg but izzy is being very difficult telling them to kill him i saw someone say that they're like oh izzy doesn't want them to get in trouble for not killing him so he's making as much noise so they kill him I think you guys give Izzy way too much credit, and that's all I'm gonna say about that, so I don't have to be nasty. Frenchie comes in and is like, damn, this smell is awful. Also, I'm just not realizing this as I'm filming this. Steed has a lot of contraptions, not contraptions, like exits and trapdoors and shit like that, move around stuff on his ship. Like, wow. He's so real for that. It's kind of like his ship is like a Chuck E. Cheese playhouse. No, like the McDonald's playhouse. You know the kids playpen at mcdonald's it's like it's like that that's what it's giving archie and jim are trying their best to calm him down and quiet him because like dude shut the fuck up and frenchie comes in he's like oh damn y'all still not done yet but he's also like damn it smells like shit in here which obviously it does i know that leg is rotting and also the smell of blood is a very strong smell he's like you guys just like you know hack it off see where it goes and jim is like well he was sleeping and then you woke him up but like not too much on Frenchie he is trying his best do not stress him out he already got a lot of stress going on so Frenchie's like just do it like hurry and so they take out two tools one of them is it looks like kind of like a saw you know those saws that are like they got the spiky bits at the end and the other one looks like kind of what the fuck is that called not an axe it's those things that miners use not like miners children like miners miners coal miners what is that called a pickaxe is that what it is I think it might be a pickaxe. The ones that the seven dwarves in Snow White use. So Jim's like, which one? And Archie, Archie is so serious. She's like, um, I think the fucked up leg. The other one is all right. <laughs> like that shouldn't be funny, but why did I laugh? Is my humor broken or was that funny? It was funny to me. And Jim's like, no shit. Like which tool should I use? And Archie's like, oh, of course, um, dealer's choice. And so they like start sawing at his leg. And Archie's like, ooh, he's a gusher. Cause the blood is like just coming out. Back on the red flag, we get my favorite mother-son duo, Lucius and Steed. Steed is telling everyone and anyone about his story with Ed. He's like, oh my god, you guys, I'm trying to get back to him. He is so great. He's so lovely. I miss him so much. And of course, the other people that don't know about Ed are like, oh, that's so cute. Lucius is rolling his eyes, and he's like, okay, can y'all clear the room? I need to talk to Steed real right quick. And Steed is still drawing on his own map. He's so real for that, actually, though. Let's talk about that. He created his own map to find Ed. And he's collecting these posters that have all his crimes on them to try to, like, Nancy drew his way around where he is. He's going to solve it. He's a thinker. 
Like, he is not just a dumb girl. He is smart. He's not a dumb blonde. He's beating all the stereotypes. Good for him. Also, he's writing down, like, poems on the map and doodling Ed on the map. He never had a chance. He will never stand up. Him and Ed never gonna stand up, so I'm gonna stop telling them to stand up because I know it's not happening. Not in this lifetime. And he's like, is that Cuba? He's like, I don't know because I drew this myself. Self-aware queen. We love it. He's like, Lucius, look. They drew him like a ghoul. He's talking about the wanted poster. And he is right. They did draw him like a ghoul. Very racist and anti-Semitic. Why would you do that? But Lucius is like, you're not even going to ask me how I am. And you know what? He's got a point because you're not going to ask him. But also, he is preoccupied. I understand both. He does ask him how he is. And Nathan Fode is so stupid. I say that in a nice way, by the way. He's a comedic genius. He's like, fuck you. That's how I am. And he flicks him off. I laugh. And Steve's face, like, oh my god. Reese Darby and Nathan, they need to be in more scenes together. Let's get it. This season, I need more scenes with them. More interactions. Please and thank you. And Nathan goes, I didn't fall off the revenge. And then he taps the table three times at the wanted poster. He's like, he pushed me. When I tell you I laugh at that scene every time, Nathan, I am so glad you're back. Like, he ate that. One thing about him, he's gonna make me laugh. Now, I love Lucius down, but he was wrong when he said that Steed hurt Ed, so Ed hurt him like well no actually well no because what happened actually what happened is that ed was doing just fine like yeah he was crying and sad and a bit suicidal but then he started talking to lucius he sang the song he was like we should have a talent show and he was even cleaning his room and like i can't believe i live like this this is so crazy i'm doing so much better and then izzy called him a gay ass little bitch boy told him to kill himself and then threatened to kill him like that's what happened that's why he pushed you overboard not steed but I understand why he thinks it's Steed because they don't know about that yet. Lucius goes to leave and Steve's like, where are you going? And then Lucius being like kind of brooding teenager that he is right now. He's like, oh yeah, now you care. Which, yeah, reasonable. I understand because he didn't care, but he also did. It's not that he didn't care. It's just that he got a lot going on. He's looking for his man. How is he supposed to know his man tried to kill you? That's not on him. So sorry. But yeah, Buttons and Auntie... I need more scenes of them, even though, you know, now they're split up. But I need to see them interact more because she's the only one that can vibe with his weird mindset. She goes to him where she told him to meet her and she's like, I brought you this scroll, see which I know you're taking the form of a human right now. Which, knowing Buttons, he probably is. It, I don't know what would be funnier. Like, if he is a human and just weird like that, or he is actually a sea witch. I don't know. I'm fine with both, though. She gives him the chance... Transfiguration? Is it Transfiguration or am I thinking of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood? I think it's Transfiguration. Anyway, to turn into animals, human and non-human forms. And she gives it to him and she's like, oh, bless our travels, see which be gone demon. And she like averts her eyes and like runs away. Weird as hell, but you know, only in this show, of course. And the next thing we get, Ed is back to scaring the absolute shit out of the hose and still being fine, of course. Because why is he right behind Frenchie in the kitchen? Is that the kitchen or... Like, because I know where Roach was about to amputate Lucius's finger. That was the kitchen. And also the surgery board. So it's probably the kitchen. Because Frenchie's collecting stuff to bring to Jim and Archie for Izzy. And Ed is right behind Frenchie. He don't make no noise. That's why they put a bell on that bitch. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> He's right behind Frenchie and he is so hot. I'm sorry, I'm getting distracted. I need to analyze. Taika's micro expressions this man is on another level not that I'm saying the other actors aren't giving but I mean if we're thinking critically and actually being so very for real right now they're just not on the level he's giving right now in these episodes so far 
so far they're not giving what he's giving he's like wow he really giving it his all he ate that i'm sorry that mischievous like sparkle in his eye as he does that soft hey to frenchie wow 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 like he didn't just scare the shit out of frenchie by making no noise as he appears behind him but that gentle smile in the head tilt he does as he looks at the box in frenchie's hand and he's like looking him up and down in the eyebrow quirk and that little puzzled look on his face while smiling when he's asking like oh is someone injured like he actually cares and is like it sounds like he's genuinely concerned but it's not authentic you know what i mean it almost looks and sounds like he cares but we know that ed knows that he's bullshitting and we know what ed looks like and sounds like when he actually cares and right here he is not worried and this is not what he looks like when he's actually worried about someone he wants frenchie to know that he knows what he's doing what they're doing and he's fucking with him and he knows it and frenchie knows it but like he wants to see how far he can take it you know what i mean he's doing the psychological mind games thing and of course frenchie what the way i missed when frenchie turned around and went whoa in lord above but i caught that like watching it again to film this and wow joel fry you are a good man and an amazing actor because i laughed like of course he's gonna be surprised why are you there you didn't make no noise and you're just there now just scaring the hoes back to back to back the hoes being frenchy mostly um everyone else is not that scared well fang is scared so it's like i'm scared too but it's like my scared is different from y'all scared <laughs> i'm different i don't know anyway let me not do too much let me be classy this is a classy event ed knows what's going on and he's obviously fucking with frenchy but you know it's not for shits and giggles it's mostly for information getting he wants him to tell him he's like you tell me what's going on i think that he knows that they're hiding izzy but he doesn't know where he knows that he hasn't killed izzy and he's like okay so where is he and what are y'all doing that's what he knows but he's also letting frenchy think that he knows more than he does you know what i mean that's a good man right there a master tactician also while i'm dick writing because i'm doing it anyway can we just talk about how season two episode two is the best ed has ever looked so far in the show like i used to think nothing could top his look in episode five and six you know the purple and the hair up and him in episode six especially when they're doing that montage of izzy talking about how he's being seduced by steed and him eating lunch of steed and the stab me run me through all that shit and also episode three at the end where he makes his introduction that was also hot but season two episode two ed wow they said let's combine everything they gave me eyeliner they gave me his hair with the claw clip they gave me the slut strands wow 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 i won okay back to the analyzing i'm so sorry for that ed's like hey can i ask you something real right quick and french is like oh fire away not literally i hope his anxious humor giggle all that stuff that joe fry got going on let me not thirst again but real quick real quick last one not last one i lied i'm gonna be doing it again he is so fine great actor too obviously but very fine this comes after ed is like how did you kill him and frenchie's like oh i killed him by slitting his throat you know classic just like that but he uses his right hand and taika again i'm sorry i gotta talk about his acting i'm not gonna say sorry no more because he's acting down what do you want me to say the material is right there so technically it's not dick writing because it's amazing like he's doing a great job you know he's like oh that sounds messy and that face he does taika we will be getting you that emmy i'm starting his emmy campaign right now he's like wait but you just use your right hand and i know you're left-handed and french is like oh damn you know he's been caught 
He's like, I didn't even realize that. That smile that Taika does, it feels like, the best way I can describe it is like Kubrick stares hotter sister. Like Kubrick stare if it's slayed slightly more. You know what I mean? Less menacing and more, not Uncanny Valley, because it's not giving Uncanny Valley. It's giving, what is it giving? Smile, that's not really a smile. You know what I mean? Menacing undertones to a smile, that's the best I can say. And of course, it's still fucking with him. Psychological mind games, King, love that. Let's keep it going, just not towards Frenchie. He's walking towards him in the jangle of his boots in the jewelry and the weapon. Ooh, he got that shit on. Anyway, um, and him walking closer and closer. He's like, oh shit, you know, I didn't even realize that. He's like, bit of poop panto for the captain. And the way Ed is like, poop panto, and he wheezes and smiles. I love that scene so much. Like, Taika, the man that you are, I would be threatened to act with him. Like, wow, he's really taking it. I'm so sorry. Frenchie, of course, is backing up all while Eddie's getting closer and closer because, like, back up. He's got to get on the table to get away from this man, and that man's still getting so close. If you guys saw that picture, you know the one with, like, Frenchie on the table and Ed, like, looking at him? The two pictures, one of them, he's looking, like, menacing, and the other one, he's, like, tilting his head. That's the scene. Um, very hot, very hot. Um, should I keep my thoughts to myself? No, because I'm already, like, spilling my guts on here talking about dick writing and shit. Anyway. Frenchie and Ed, I see the potential now. I see it, I see it. At first I was like, the girls, you know, y'all just ship anything. Um, what was that tweet that was like, oh, y'all would ship two fungi if they were male. That's what I thought he was giving at first. But now I see the potential because they're going to be best friends. Mark my words. I don't care what y'all say. They're besties. Even if they're not in the show, yes, they are. And now I see it. I said, mm, is it just me or am I getting like sexual tension? Question mark, maybe maybe am i reaching i don't think i'm reaching um is ed flirting with frenchie i'll leave that for you to decide i say yes anyway back to the show i'm sorry for that little tangent he's like do you think i wouldn't notice the smell of my rotting former first mate and people were like oh that was kind of gay like why would you say that but it's like was it though it wasn't it wasn't because i think people would know what rotting flesh smells like and blood has a very particular smell you don't smell like grass and be like oh that kind of smells like blood blood smells like metal but blood blood smells like blood you know like how water tastes like water that's the best way i can think of so of course he's gonna notice the smell of blood and rotting flesh you know i just want to say frenchie is not real because that man is that close to you and talking that close and y'all not making out i don't know maybe i'm just built different we'd be kissing you not like me jim and archie got blood like all over them jim has their nose plugged obviously so they don't smell that awful smell and they're like, oh, I think we did it. You know, he might live. And Archie's like, yeah, 50-50 chance. And they're like, why are you so, like, adamant about Izzy living? And Jim's like, oh, well, he's a dick, but he's our dick. Mm, you just made that up. They literally made that up. What do you mean? And they're talking about the good old days. But one of the memories that they remember on the ship is literally them all having lunch. You know that scene in the montage of episode six where Izzy's bitching about how Steed has seduced Ed, even though he didn't? Um, literally that scene where they're all eating lunch, Izzy is sulking in the background. Are you guys gaslighting me or are they playing 4D chess and I'm just not getting it? Maybe I'm being gaslit, I don't know. But shout out to Chu Plays With Fire on Tumblr for pointing out that Jim wasn't there for Izzy's betrayal or the mutiny, so maybe they don't know how bad he was, you know what I mean? But again, they were there for the beginning, like episodes one through seven, one through six, because Izzy left six. 
Um, but they saw him being a dick. So, what's going on? What's going on, babe? What's going on? Archie kisses them, and she's so real for that because, yeah, same. I would do the same. And Jim's like, what was that about? And she's like, oh, your hope is cute. It's, you know, nice and all that shit. And they kiss again, real. See, Frenchie, that's how you take your chance. That's how you shoot the shot. That's what you should have done. That's what you should have did. Ed, of course, walks in. He's like, oh, ho, ho, what's going on? What's this? That man is so messy. I am here for messy Ed, though. Like, let him be a little bit more messy. Obviously, let him heal and all that shit, blah, blah, blah. But let him be messy, you know? Let him be a little bit of a dick. I think he deserves it. Because it's funny to watch. That's why I need it. So let's get a little more, you know? Frenchie is so unserious. Tell me why this man's behind him. He's like, oh my god, no one told me this room existed. <laughs> he switches up so quick. But I love him for that. Good for him. He said, I'm going to survive no matter what. And will. I know that's right. Ed shushes him like, shush. Like, you know this room existed. Please be so serious right now. Like, no one is buying that. He obviously kicks all of them out. He's like, okay, leave us. Everyone go. And as Jim is leaving, he's like, take the fucking leg. And it's so funny the way he says it. Ugh. He is so hot. I'm sorry. He is so hot. Jim, I don't know what's going on with Jim. The writers must have a vendetta against Jim. Because why does Jim go up to Ed and be like, oh, he was your friend? No, the fuck, he wasn't. <laughs> no, he was not. You just made that up. They just making shit up now. <laughs> it's not funny, but it is. Like, they're worse than me. Like, before an essay is due. Just writing shit. <laughs> you just made that up. You said source? They said, um, I made it up. <laughs> the Izzy history revision in this season so far is sick and twisted. I blame, who do I blame? David Jenkins, Alex Sherman, and all of Twitter, Tumblr, and AO3. I need parasocial relationships to end. Maybe not end, but to be tighter. You don't see Taika on here doing all this stuff. Mm -mm -mm -mm. He may be like a fan art, like here and there, comment on something, but I need Robert, I need Alex, and I need David Jenkins and the rest of the cast and crew. Stop interacting with the fandom so much. I promise you, distance makes the heart grow fonder. Because I feel like that's seeping into the show. Right now, it is. I'm so sorry, but it is. Back on the red flag ship, they're eating soup and they're loving it. Roach, he's like, oh my god, this is excellent. We eat, but how often do we taste? Samba, I love you. It's like, oh my god, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> Lucius is so nasty. He's like, oh my god, Steve, keep it in your pants. Like, what? He didn't do nothing. He just said it was good. Of course, they start having a bitch off because, duh, mother, son, daughter, father, all that shit. Peter's like, when did you start smoking? Which, yeah, when did he start smoking? He going through it. Trauma, PTSD, all that. No one in this crew knows peace. Not a second of peace. Well, Frenchie, I can't even say Frenchie. He just, you know, compartmentalizes all the shit. He puts it in a box, doesn't talk about it. Which isn't good. But Lucius is like, yeah, I just picked it up somewhere. I don't know where. And they're like, you don't remember picking up smoking? How does that work? And Steed, nasty man. Not nasty, nasty. But like, you know, he was trying to talk to Lucius, kind of. You know, do a little making fun, a little bit. You know, he's trying to relate to the kids. He's kind of a deadbeat. Not kind of, he is a deadbeat. But he's trying, like... He's like, I used to chew tobacco leaf when I was young and edgy. And he's like, look at his beard. He think he hot shit. He didn't say that. He said, oh, look at his beard, Mr. Cool. And of course, they're like laughing and shit. Lucius, he said, when they go low, I go gutter. I go to hell. He's like, isn't this ship the best? And it really makes all the incompetent, shitty, awful captains stand out. Like, why would you do that? Is he right? Yes and no. He is right. But you didn't have to say it. Like, why would you do that? We know why he's hurting because Steed's man threw him overboard and he blames Steed. And Lucius is just going through it. Um, he snaps at Pete for something. 
the rat boy comment and he's like oh i gotta go fix the towels we john i love we john that little ponytail he has did anyone else notice that that is so cute i love it he's like what the fuck is going on with towels back to the main event aka ed going through it he is sitting next to izzy something something bedside virgil scene you know what i mean and he wakes um is he up with smelling salts at first i was like oh is that water or alcohol but it's actually a secret third thing the smelling salt and izzy wakes up and he notices that his leg is gone and ev's nasty ass is laughing which real he's like yeah it's up in leg heaven now he's such a nasty man i'm here for it though like yeah be petty be nasty good for you i'm here for him i'm rooting for him am i a defender and apologist maybe maybe not i am but so is the show like the show is also an ed apologist if you don't get that i don't know what to tell you izzy thinks he's here to take the other leg and ed's like no i think one is enough the tension in this scene is crazy like okay now i understand what the girls are talking about but before y'all were smoking that crack cocaine because it's not really giving it was giving but it wasn't giving you know what i mean not to this amount of giving this scene is something so important to me it is so beautifully done and acted taika and khan put them in more scenes together because one thing about them they're gonna act down they said you guys can get an extra 50 cents if you out act the other and they said whoa i need that extra 50 cents so they were acting down because let's talk about taika and khan's acting during this homoerotic confession bedside virgil scene that takes place like wow taika placing the gun in his hand and then khan being like fuck off softly and then screaming fuck off and ed saying hold it and then making sure that the safety is off and that his finger is on the trigger before pointing it at his head oh my god i'm gonna analyze the fuck out of this scene he's like i had a dream last night and in it i jumped you killed me and the way he looks so tired and sweaty obviously because you know he just got his leg hacked off and taika is staring down at him acting and he's like i dreamt that you killed me shot me right through the skull and he points the gun at his head and looks in his eyes and con the smile that turns into a sneer is like good for you oh listen and the way taika slowly blinks that little slow blink that looks like not boredom but like understanding like he's giving him a knowing look and letting izzy in on the secret that he wants to kill him he's like it was good for me oh hot i'm sorry but also acting that's how you do it and he's like it was just what the doctor ordered who the hell is writing this episode what is going on i was shocked a lot of times in this season i'm like and it's only three episodes we're only three episodes in and they're gagging me like this i did not expect this much suicidal ideation slash talks of suicide in this season even though season one did the same thing but it was less explicit you know what i mean it was more it wasn't more subtext and shit but it was i mean it was kind of more subtext a little bit like, it was very explicit, but not as explicit as this. You know what I mean? They're really going in for it. They're like, Ed wants to die if that wasn't apparent. Which it is, but they really got to drive it home. This man does not like life. But what I love is that they show you Ed wanting to die and trying to have Izzy kill him, but still being scared. Like, you see him making his hands into fists when he clarifies that he was standing in front of him as he shot him in the dream. Again, they are never beating the Jesus-Judas allegations. Like, wow. Um... But yeah, that scene of him, you know, getting scared, it's very, not subtle, but it's very blink and you'll miss it. You know what I mean? Because maybe some people were just like, oh, you know, he's just ready to die. But that's not what it is. He is scared. 
And that reminded me of, well, that was one of the scenes in this show so far that reminded me of Bojack Horseman. Specifically, the View from Halfway Down episode, Secretariat's poem, where he talks about the view from halfway down because he jumped off a bridge. Spoiler alert for BoJack Horseman season six. Is it six? Yeah. Last season of BoJack Horseman's second to last episode. Um, where Secretariat gives a poem about the view from halfway down and how he's like, everything's going to be better, you know, as he's falling. It goes from... The poem takes place from when he's on the bridge, as he's falling off the bridge, and right before he hits the water. So... Let me just search this shit up so I can read it. Okay, I'm gonna read the poem now that I found it so y'all can understand it better if you haven't seen Bojack Horseman yet. Spoiler alert, major spoilers for season six, episode, I think it's nine or 10, 11. I think season six had 12 episodes. The episode titled The View from Halfway Down is the second to last episode of the series. This is Secretariat's poem that Ed closing his fist reminded me of. The weak breeze whispers nothing. The water screams sublime. His feet shift teeter-tatter. Deep breath, stand back, it's time. Toes untouched the overpass, soon he's waterbound. Eyes locked shut, but peek to see the view from halfway down. A little wind, a summer sun, a river rich and regal. A flood of fawn endorphins brings a calm that knows no equal. You're flying now. See things much more clear than from the ground. It's all okay, it would be, were you not halfway down. Thrash to break from gravity, what now could slow the drop? All I'd give for toes to touch, the safety back at top. But this is it. The deed is done. Silence drowns the sound. Before I leaped, I should have seen the view from halfway down. No, I really should have thought about the view from halfway down. I wish I could have known about the view from halfway down. That poem, excellent, excellent episode, should have won an Emmy, stupid vat of acid. That's what Ed closing his fist as he waits for Izzy to shoot him remind me of, because he is not regretting it in this moment, but he's still scared. You know what I mean? He's worried. I mean, he might regret it, but no, that's more episode three. This is one of the scenes that reminded me of that poem slash that episode. The other one is in episode three. Unfortunately, I'm not so much a hater that I cannot admit that Robert was acting down here when he's getting ready to shoot Ed and then that little like laugh cry thing he does. And then he's like, oh, you scared? Yeah, you're scared, Eddie. Him calling him Eddie. Ooh, I got some for you. I got some for you, Izzy. I got some for you, Israel Basilica hands. We're going to fight. But he ate that. And he says, I've been cleaning up after you for years. I'm not doing it anymore. Do it yourself. But again, history revision. What the fuck is going on? Literally name one time. And quickly. It's like the writers want us to believe this shit, but it's popping up out of nowhere with no evidence of it being true. Ever. It's like, it's like this season is using show don't tell versus tell don't show for the wrong scenes and plot lines, you know? Anyway, Izzy is a hypocrite and a poser. And I don't think him telling Ed to do it himself was a fuck you moment as much as he thinks it was i think it was him being too scared slash not wanting to do it because he loves ed but con still ate that real toxic yaoi is back let's go and of course ed goes to leave and he's like farewell old chum mind you all this is happening like ed standing ready to be shot by his first mate jesus judas parallels never being beat allegations are strong not even trying to beat them and nor should they. Good for them. This is going on. They got that heat playing in the background. I'm talking about Symphony Number no. 7 in A Major, opening 92, second allegretto by Ludwig. Is it Ludwig? Ludwig von Beethoven. Yup, Mr. Beethoven himself. That is some straight heat he dropped. If you haven't listened to that, go listen to it. Symphony Number no. 7 in A Major, opening 92, second allegretto. It's real good. 
amazing. That is playing. The music supervisor, Maggie Phillips, you did your thing. With this season, you did that. I think this might be the best season for music so far. Mind you, only three episodes are out, but we'll see. I know she won't let me down. Maggie's my girl. And I'm like, acting fire, music fire. Ed is going to leave. He's like, farewell, old chum. And as he's leaving and like rising out of that little space, he hears a gunshot and he says, I loved you best I could. People saw this as romantic. Negative, it was not. Maybe Izzy's was romantic. It was a bad confession though. Like, Negro, what is going on? Like, he felt constipated saying it. Not I'm saying Connie's a bad actor. I'm saying the way Izzy said it. Like, he didn't want to say it. He was like, damn, I love this man. Unfortunately. That could be read as romantic. But this scene, Ed saying, I loved you best I could, literally says best I could. That shit was not romantic. I think there's two possibilities, two theories that I have. One, that obviously he loved him platonically, but not in a great way because he didn't have a lot of friends. So this is the best he could love him. Not great. It turns feelings. Or two, he has no like healthy role models for love. You know, he only has his mom, who he loves in a familial sense, and Steed, who he loves romantically. But him and Steed didn't end well. So, you know what I mean? That's the two theories. But I still hold on to the fact that he did not like that man like that. I mean, he cared about him, so there you go. Y'all got that. Tyke looks amazing, by the way. Just a beautiful man. And he looks drop-dead gorgeous this whole episode. Not one time does he not look good on screen. And good for him. We get Ed confronting Frenchie about everything that happened, but it's up on deck. And I love Frenchie so much. He's like, you know, we can do this down there because he wants like witnesses. And he's like, or I could just jump, make it easier. He's so real for that. But Ed is a good man. He still looks, is his hair a little out of place? I just noticed that his hair is more like, not frazzled, but more, not unhinged. More strands are falling apart. You know what I mean? It's not just the slut strands for aesthetic. It's more like strands out of his hair. The bun is still there. The claw clip, low bun, high bun look is still giving. It's still there. He still look amazing. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I think his hair was altered. You know, for the progression of his character, he's about to steer them into a storm. Which I called, by the way. I called that when the teaser, not teaser, trailer. Teaser or trailer, one of them. When that dropped, I was like, he gonna steer them into a storm. And did. But he tells Frenchie, you know what? If you weren't such a treacherous liar, I wouldn't have had a chance to say goodbye to Izzy. So I thank you for that. And good for him. Get that closure, King. And he tells Frenchie to take the day off. He's like, take the day off, brother. The fact that he calls him brother, oh, we're getting that friendship arc. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. They're best friends already. So, and Frenchie's like, you don't want me to steer? He's like, nah, it'll do me some good being at the wheel. And he takes the rope off the wheel and does a hard-ass turn. Does a hard-ass turn again. And he looks so hot, even though he's steering them to their death. And he rests his head on the wheel and looks to the storm coming like, not wistful. I'd say wistful, though. Like, he's longing for it, unfortunately. If you can't tell, he's suicidal. My baby girl's going through it. He's very depressed. I scream like, oh, shit. He's taking them into the storm. Like, even though I called it, still, it's crazy. You know, like, he's really doing this. But he looks so gorgeous. Fuck the trailers and fuck HBO Max and everyone that put this trailer together. Fuck you, David Jenkins, for this. How could you make him look so beautiful? And he's literally thinking about the sweet release of death. How dare you? How dare you? That was fucked up. False advertising. Like, wow, that got dark fast. But we get some light moments. Steed follows Lucius and he's like, tells him off. Not tells him off. But he's like, you can't keep acting like this. Like, you can't keep bottling it up. You gotta, like, let it out. 
And Lucius is like, okay, Miss Girl, trying to give me relationship advice. Look at your past relationships. But Steed gets him. He's like, exactly. I have room to talk. Look at me. Fucked up. And Ed's gone. I'm alone. My ex-wife hates me. Not hates him. He's like, his kids probably hate him. At least he can acknowledge that his kids are probably fucked up. He's like, I probably fucked up the kids. Like, they're not going to be great in the long run. He's right. He knows he's a deadbeat. So he's better than most deadbeats, I think. But it's nice to see Steed be the one, like, giving Lucius advice and lending a shoulder slash ear for him to talk to and lean on. Like, I love that mother-son dynamic that's sometimes skewed. Like, why is the son doing the parenting? You know what I mean? Now he's doing the parenting. Lucius tells him all about the shit that happens to him, that happened to him on the ship that he was on, like, going from ship to ship. And of course it's hilarious. Like, I'm sorry that happened to you, baby girl, but it's funny. I'm so sorry it is. I blame Nathan and Reese. He's talking about how he had a dog on one ship. And he's like, oh, that's nice. And then he's like, they ate him. He's like, why? He's like, they just did it for a laugh. I don't know. I laughed so hard. Like, damn. Put them in more scenes together, please. I need more Steven Lucius. He tells him about on another ship, they had him catch rat with his teeth. He's like, they were very finicky about that. I'm like, why would they have you catch rats with your teeth? Pirates be doing some fucked up stuff. I say that like Ed ain't like shooting people and shit. Pete, of course, is like, I don't want to hear this shit anymore. Save it for Pete. And he's like, what about the human puppet? You know, a game they would play. It's like, the hand went where you think. And Steve's like, I don't want to hear it. He's like, there's a little man that died in my lap. He wasn't even like a child. He was just a small man. And that little like hand on the waist covering mouth that Lucius does. Nathan, how does it feel to be a genius? How does it feel to invent comedy? Back on the revenge, they're going through it. It looks darker now because obviously they're in the storm. And the crew is all there talking about Ed. They're like, do you think he's better? And Jim's like, fuck no. Obviously, they like falling left, right, and center because this man is steering them into a ship. Tell me why they go out and, oh my god, tell me why this man literally drove them into a storm. Not drove, but steered. You know what I mean. They're in a storm now. And Fang's like, holy shit, boss, we're in a storm. And Ed can't be serious for a second. He's like, oh, it looks that way, brother. Him calling Fang and Frenchie brother, ah, besties, their trio, I need more of it. And he's like, oh, not only that, some maniac shot the wheel off. I was like, no, he did not. He's very unserious. I love him, but please be so serious. He's wearing the cravat, by the way, cravat. He's wearing that necktie of steeds again. Someone pointed that out, and I hate that because he put it back on because he's getting ready to die. And he wants a piece of steed with him. They said, this is tragic, but let's make it more tragic. Why would you do that to me? I didn't need to know that information, and I'm very upset that they did that. And Jim is obviously upset. They're like, what the fuck you did that for? And he's like, the chances of us surviving this storm are pretty low, but if I blow a hole in the mask, it goes down to zero. Um, that's funny, but also notice how he's still leaving it up to chance. He's still, like, towing the line between passively and actively suicidal. Like, he wants to die, but he doesn't want to die. Taika is acting down this whole scene, by the way. Be unhinged, but also serious threatening people thing he got going on i love it and jim's like what do you want he's like oh i want you to fight her to the death and archie i like archie she's like that's a bit misogynistic dude and tell me why this man's like yeah probably why would you say that but he's like oh it's not even like that for real like all love dies i'm just hastening the process jim they good people they're like i'm not fighting her archie swings obviously because i don't want to die and they fight Ed being messy, hyping them up like, yes, yes, fight, fight. Like, can you not? Can you be so serious right now, please? They are going through it, fighting and all this stuff. 
and Archie's like, oh, just finish it. You know, this is how it is. This is how it's always been. Jim said, I'm not going to do that. Not on my life. Ooh, we'd have to kiss right there. I don't know. I know the timing isn't right, but we make it out. Sorry. Um, <laughs> a lot of people on this ship are stronger than me. I don't know. But Ed, he was so nasty. He's like, oh, that's too bad. And Jim's like, you were going to do it anyway. And this little shit, he's like, I was, I was. Was I the only one thinking about mary when he said that i'm like when mary tried to kill steed she was like yeah i was i was steed you have a type i'm seeing a pattern of behavior i can spot parallels everywhere i can make them the fuck up like but this one wasn't made up like maybe i'm just ahead of the curve not to quote joker but just as he's about to blow a hole in the mask he gets shot by who is he when i tell you i screamed i was like no why is he still alive mind you i knew he was gonna be alive i saw the trailer but still like, why y'all gotta bait me like that? They keep baiting me with his death. If y'all don't kill that little fucker already. But <laughs> Ed, he's so nice. He's like, you indestructible little fucker. <laughs> I left. Fang swings at him. Oh my God, this man getting mutinied. This is so sick. This is so sick. Like, why would you do this to me? Why did this have to happen? This didn't have to happen. Run from me playing in the background. And then we see that when, you know, Oluwande had messed up the ship's on the table and auntie was like oh my god this was supposed to be planned out like why would you mess them up because he was cleaning the place but he did a bad job but now we see why the ships were on islands and like some on land and shit because we see zheng yi sao's crew pulling a ship out to sea i'm pretty sure it's out to sea because it's on land but i'm pretty sure they're getting it on to sea wow women of color in business entrepreneurship and stem <laughs> uh but yeah they ate that and then we go back to the revenge you know what i'm upset that they mutinied Ed and jumped him even though i understand why they did but that shot of them looking down at him oh they ate that they ate that so bad they did they did like the lighting flashing and all them looking down at him they did eat that i'm so sorry and i know people are gonna be mad at me but i still hold on to the belief that he doesn't want to hurt the crew They've done nothing to him. He really, like, has it out for Izzy because Izzy has betrayed him and threatened him so many times, but he don't got beef with the crew. Um, an amazing analysis by Bats Are Better Than People on Tumblr. They said, Also, notice how Ed never lays a finger on Frenchie, Fang, Jim, or Archie and all of the physical violences directed at Izzy, a character who every casual fan of the show I've ever met, who is not embroiled in fandom poor little meow meow brain, does not have much empathy for him, to put it mildly. This is because Jenkins and co. are using Izzy as a punching bag so that they can show Ed doing kind of fucked up shit while also being fairly certain that everyone who has not spent the last year doing mental gymnastics about Izzy, if he will forgive Ed or not, something that would not be the case if he did anything to a human teddy bear fang or the deuterogonist, Jim, from a Watsonian perspective, he's reserved his violence for Izzy because Izzy is the one who betrayed him and who said he was better off dead but dualistically they made a particular choice here about who takes the brunt of the violence which yeah so true they hate that obviously they don't want you to hate ed they want you to root for ed and to want him redeemed because ed just like seed is the one that the show wants you to root for against all things like if there's two people the show wants you to root for it's steed and ed obviously oluwande and jim are the secondary main characters and all the crew too but Ed and Steve are the main ones. They would never do something that's like, oh, irredeemable. The crew's going to hate them. The show's going to hate them. The fan's going to hate them. They said Izzy is free game. 
Y'all can hate that bitch all you want. They do not care. They do care, but they don't care. You know what I mean. Ed saying finally as Jim gets ready to land the final blow. My good sir. And he's smiling. My good sir. It's just so sad. He was really doing all this, making them go on raids and creating a toxic work environment and all that shit so that they would snap and kill him. One thing about Ed, he's going to toe the line between passively and actively suicidal. Jung Yi Sao's ship is called the Red Flag, yes, but Ed's ship is also the Red Flag that the title of this episode is talking about, which, who's surprised? I was like, oh, the Red Flag could be Ricky, blah, 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 all these people, but Ed being the Red Flag, is Ed the Red Flag really? He is, because girl, all this stuff that he did steering them into a storm, the little things in the episode that he does is very much obvious that he's planning to die he's planning his suicide i'm saying this as someone that struggles with depression and you know has a lot of suicidal ideation at times i know what that looks like and the way they captured this so well hats off to you like i know i've been bashing the writers so far but they do eat when they eat they eat when they cook we're about to eat well we're feasting also can we just talk about the post credit scene of oluwande and Zhang Yisao? They're like, so cute. I am still a teal oranges girly to my core. But him coming in to tell her, oh, someone called you. And she's like, oh, what's the news? And she's like, oh, no, I just thought you needed a little break. Because earlier she tells him that him visiting was like the break in her day. I see what y'all are doing. The chemistry is there. The chemistry is chemistry. Not as much as Jim and Oluwande, but it's chemistry. So I'll give them that. I'll let them have that. This episode was something else. I say this with love. Um, I really liked it. I did not like Deed's crew storylines that much. They were still good and interesting, but I was more interested in Ed and the Queen Anne's revenge crew storylines. You know what I mean? That was the more interesting aspect to me. That's what it's been so far for me for these three episodes, except for episode three. But yeah, I really like this episode. I like the way it ended. I like all the acting. Taika and Khan acting down. Reese and Nathan also. Comedians, love them. Samson also. And Samba, obviously. All of them whole cast acting down whether it be comedy or drama they were doing their thing this is the best episode in my opinion maybe it's because i'm leaning too strongly on ed's storyline and the revenge storyline i'll have to rewatch see if i really think it's the best but yeah it was really good thank you for tuning in i'll see you next episode don't forget to follow me on tumblr lottie matthews ceo l-o-t-t-i-e-m-a-t-t-h-e-w-s-c-e-o lowercase and on tumblr all caps, Mrs. Teach, all capital, M-R-S-T-3-A-C-H. And I'll see you next time. Peace.